I'm Alan Chalmers, the publisher of Funds Europe and Funds Global Asia. I will be facilitating this discussion, trying to understand the opportunities for the Singapore Variable Capital Company, or in short, the VCC. To explain what it is, what it offers, we have a distinguished panel, Fumin Feng, Deputy Director, Asset Management and Insurance Development Division, the Monetary Authority of Singapore. Annie Shum, Deputy Head, Institutional Business for CSOP Asset Management, and Caleb Wong, APAC Head of Alternatives for BNP Paribas Security Services. So let's start off with what is the VCC and why is it of interest to the funds industry? Fuman, would you like to start with this, please? Thanks, Alan. The VCC, Variable Capital Company, is a bespoke corporate structure tailored for investment funds, which is very similar to that of the OEIC in the UK, CCAF and ICAF in Luxembourg and Ireland and it can be used by traditional and alternative managers for structuring of their investment funds. In terms of features, it will be managed by an MAS regulated uh, fund manager. It will have a board of directors, shareholders as well as registered office in Singapore. It can be set up as a single standalone fund or as an umbrella structure. Within the sub-funds of the umbrella entity, there are legal safeguards you know, and ring fencing features to protect against contagion effect across subcells in the event of insolvency. So, if I may, I'll provide a, a bit of background uh, on this Singapore fund management industry. So, today, Singapore serves as a global Asia hub to connect global investors to Asia and facilitate opportunities in investing into Asia assets. And Singapore is home to more than 700 managers across both traditional and alternative sectors and collectively, they manage a total of 2.3 trillion euros asset under management. So on the back of this strong position in fund management within uh, Singapore and Asia, you know, MAS and working with the industry, we would like to extend you know, the value chain and to position Singapore as a both fund management and domicile hub through the introduction of the VCC framework. And through the introduction, we will also want to anchor capabilities you know, for the asset servicing industry in Singapore. Okay. So, Caleb, let me ask you, from a BNP Paribas perspective, how do you see Singapore and how do you view the VCC? Yes, Asia as a region continues to present huge growth opportunities. Singapore is one of the leading asset management locations in Asia, and because of its strategic location, um, Singapore has played a strong role as Asian hub for global fund managers and investors to invest in the region's growth opportunities. In my view, the VCC will make this a game changer for Singapore to be Asian's gateway for fund manufacturing and domicile. Now that was one of the areas mentioned by Fuman uh, that the VCC could be used for both traditional and alternative investments. So let me ask you, Caleb, where do you see this taking off first? In comparison to the traditional, the business model for alternative funds is generally more agile and nimble and quicker to adapt to new business and investment approaches to create opportunities. The alternative uh, sector in Singapore has experienced a very robust growth of 20% per annum on average over the past five years mainly led by private equity and venture capital. The traditional assets had healthy growth as well at 13% per annum over the same period 
just behind alternatives. So the higher growth pattern in the alternatives could suggest that we see private funds to be the early adopters of the uh, Singapore VCC. And this is also supported by the many queries that uh, BNP Paribas uh, have been receiving from, uh, from the alternative uh, clients. Well, that's, that's interesting because 20% and 13%, they're both quite close. Fuman, how do you see this? Uh, as Do you see alternatives or mm -hmm. traditional uh, taking this up first? Right. In fact, you know, from the authority's point of view, you know, we believe that the VCC could be flexible in its use you know, for both alternative and traditional, you know, given the strong, on the back of a strong growth in AUM for both sectors. So in fact, you know, beyond you know, these features, it could also be structured as uh, open-ended or closed-end funds and um, to be distributed across the investor base, um, whether you are from retail, accredited investors or institutional investor base. So in fact, you know, from, from where I uh, observe, in fact, we are running a pilot program currently and we have seen very good you know, uh, traction you know, from fund managers. And uh, we had to turn some fund managers down you know, for the pilot program, especially because you know, we are uh, running this program ahead of the launch of the VCC framework. So what we have seen is actually you know, uh, fund managers coming to us um, that checks the boxes across the various VCC features. And in fact, that this could be a very use, good use case you know, when the VCC framework is up for new fund managers to come on board. Okay. Well, let me come to you, Annie, because as a leading Chinese asset manager, you're looking at Singapore, I know. Where do you think you might use the VCC uh, in your product range? Right. Um, I think for us, um, at the outset, um, probably the alternative space would make more sense to us. Um, in the past, um, when we launched alternative strategies, we often had to look at some of the offshore structures, uh, such as Cayman, where they offer the flexibility uh, in terms of the investment scope allowed, um, the ease of setup, and also um, you know, less time required to uh, have the fund up and running. Um, we see that these are some of the um, demands that could be satisfied by the VCC structure, um, you know, with the incorporation of the VCC and a, sim a simple company registry. Um, it can help us to have the um, fund up and running and serve the investor's demand in, you know, less time that's required. And it also affords us the flexibility of the investment scope, um, which has been, re uh, you know, really the biggest reason why we have been using some of the Cayman fund structures. So we do see that um, in the alternative space that will uh, probably be our priority um, in switching to the VCC structure. Okay. So let's go back to the fund structure itself. Fumin, let me come to you again. Uh, what do you see are the main considerations for fund managers when deciding on the legal form or the tax implications of a new fund? Right. So to me, I think there is opportunities for fund managers to consider from the investor's point of view as well as from their structuring strategy's point of view. So we believe that mm, there's opportunities for Singapore-based fund manager to consider an Asian domicile, um, be it a VCC or other structures within Singapore, for their agent strategy. This could run in parallel with their European strategy as well. So from the tax angle, there are also opportunities you know, for this corporate structure VCC 
to assess double taxation agreements for tax efficiency. And on, in terms of onshoring substance and cost considerations would be key factors um, to the fund managers as well. Okay. Well, let's go back again, looking at the VCC, about who's likely to use it, because the VCC can be used for retail funds or for non-retail funds, uh, traditional alternatives. Uh, you said as a group that alternatives were probably going to be at the forefront. Uh, who, who are you seeing queuing up uh, to use these funds? Uh, are you getting interest mainly from the alternatives? Yes, um, well, we all agree that the VCC is a multi-purpose tool, right, uh, intended for a wide range of investment funds and for all types of investors. The built-in features um, really suitable for broad-based needs, and the benefits are equally compelling for each category, as you just mentioned. I personally envisage that in the fullness of time, there will be a fairly good representation across the board and acceptance from each category. Um, so to, to answer you, I think that you know, it will be uh, a full adoption. It's a matter of who will go first rather than um, why won't we adopt uh, VCC. Annie, I assume you would concur with that. It's, it's a question of when and who and as you say, you're looking at alternatives already. Right. So, um, as a you know, as a provider of different um, China investment strategies and vehicles, um, our products um, have been you know very widely adopted by investors globally. Um, and to that end, we've also launched different structures at different regions um, to meet the demands um, you know, to make it easier for the investors to use our products. So, um, you know, being headquartered in Hong Kong, obviously we have the Hong Kong Unit Trust. Um, we've also got the European USITS range um, for both our ETFs as well as our mutual funds. And even in the U.S., we also have some of the 40 Act funds. Um, and to that end, um, the next step we're considering um, it's likely to be in Singapore, where we see that um, there's actually um, you know, a lot of take-up of our China products from um, Singaporean investors and also its neighboring ASEAN countries um, you know, due to their proximity to China, their understanding of the Chinese economy, and also the very high level of inter-region trade with China. And we believe that offering you know, our investment strategies in a local uh, structure closer to home can further promote the adoption of our products. Um, so we do hope that, you know, we will very soon be one of the users of the VCC structure. And in fact, I'm very happy to hear, you know, uh, what uh, Annie has mentioned. So coming from my angle, you know, we, we think that, you know, obviously VCC will be suitable to be used as a master fund, you know, for investments in Asia, which is closer to the investments. And uh, or as a feeder fund, you know, where investors are from Asia in terms of uh, the, the um, wealth within uh, this, this region. And for those investors who are familiar, you know, with Singapore's rule of law, that would be very helpful. Okay. So let's just briefly summarize what we see are the, the main advantages for users of the VCC. So, Caleb, I'll come to you from an asset servicing point of view. 
what do you see as the main advantages of the VCC? My view is that the VCC model um, will be able to provide uh, a level of operational efficiency. For instance, um, fund managers can implement individual investment strategies with segregated portfolios under the umbrella structure. So previously, the fund manager would have to create different legal entities uh, when they need to create new investment portfolio, which is uh, rather expensive and challenging too. Annie, from your point of view, what would you see as the main advantages of the VCC? Well, there are a couple advantages um, that I can share. Um, one is Singapore, um, the country itself being you know, internationally recognized, um, both for its regulatory and legal framework. Its financial system is also very independent, stable, and open. Um, its local regulators from the Monetary Authority of Singapore is extremely as uh, um, a manager friendly and has been very supportive um, in promoting the asset management industry out of Singapore, um, which has been you know very encouraging for asset managers like ourselves to set up offices in Singapore and also adopt the local structure. Um, in addition, I think having a Singapore domiciled structure. Um, also help us, um, you know, asset managers from Asia or looking to set up, um, you know, offices in Asia and in Singapore in particular, um, the, the very good operating time zone so we can all have the service providers and different parties that are involved in the fund structure um, all in the same time zone and not lose, you know, a day or two um, just because of the time zone difference in communication. Um, and lastly, I think over time, as the investor community uh, across um, Asia gets more familiar with the VCC structure, um, I think the adoption rate will be, you know, going up um, exponentially um, for, uh, for, for asset managers of both traditional or alternative strategies. So, Fuman, good news from, from your point of view. You must be pleased to hear that. Uh, but for the listeners... What would you see are the main advantages of the VCC for people looking to take up the structure? I think from um, the VCC's angle, in terms of features, you know, it is very useful to be structured as uh, you know different kind of uh, strategies, you know, across uh, the different investor base, as I mentioned earlier. But what it actually means for the fund managers would be the co-location benefits. You know, where a fund manager actually sits in Singapore, and to have their fund domiciled in Singapore would derive cost efficiencies. You know, from in that respect, and also um, with with respect to you know further opportunities in the retail space, we are also looking at you know passporting mechanisms. You know, via the uh, ASEAN CIS, which is the ASEAN Collective Investment Schemes uh, that Singapore, Malaysia, and Thailand is a member of, and uh, MAS is also thinking about you know uh, participating in the broader. Uh, Asia region funds passport framework, you know, where there is a broader block with you know, um, greater investor base that you know, Singapore-based fund manager domiciling their funds in Singapore could distribute into these markets. So these are you know, exciting opportunities coming up. Okay, last word to you, Fumin. You mentioned about the pipeline uh, that you were at advanced stages for the VCC. Uh, would you like to just give a final word saying uh, where you are on the implementation and how quickly you think it's likely to take off. 
the question that we have received you know, from the fund managers is typically when will VCC be available? So in fact, you know, we are looking at early next year you know, to uh, launch the VCC framework. And prior to that, we are front-loading this process you know, to work with you know, uh, fund managers who are intending to introduce their investment funds as VCCs to come to MAS and our corporate registrar to register their funds in preparation for the launch when the VCC framework is ready. So this, you know, we have uh, received a very good interest and we are very encouraged, you know, that, you know, we have a whole suite of fund managers who are ready and, and planning ready to introduce their investment funds. Excellent. Thank you very much. I'd like to thank our participants. Now, Fumin Feng, Deputy Director of Asset Management and Insurance Development Division, Monetary Authority of Singapore. Annie Shum, Deputy Head, Institutional Business, CSOP Asset Management. And Caleb Wong, APAC Head of Alternatives, BMP Paribas Security Services. Thank you all very much. Thank you.